Beautiful worship. Uh, I, I love that. You know, the presence of God, um, uh, to be able to lead, uh, you know, a, a room like this in the presence of the Lord, it's, it's more than just uh, musical gifting. <laughs> you know, there's a difference. Uh, we want musical gifting. You don't want me on the drums at all. Uh, but, but so we want excellence. We want, we want excellence. We want gifting in that space. But uh, unless that gifting in worship is also captured with a heart that has been surrendered, you, you, you just can't, you don't get the atmosphere, the, the, the entry, as it were, or the manifestation of the Spirit like we see here this morning. So um, I just want to acknowledge that. I, I think sometimes, uh, I, I know because it's the same thing that happens at our church, that sometimes because this is every Sunday for you in the sense that you enjoy this, sometimes we, we misunderstand the value and the weight of it because, you know, one of the things in the privilege of traveling and uh, speaking in other churches is not, not, not every, unfortunately, you know, not every church has this available to them. You know, I mean, we've all got, you know, YouTube and Bethel and all the, all the guys, you know, so it's, it's wonderful, but it's not the same uh, as, as this. And I really appreciate too, by the way, just the prophetic freedom and the stewardship of that word, those words that, that really encouraged me. The uh, that um, uh, you know the, the raw like the the staff over the water and the divine order that God is setting. Divine order, you know, divine order in our lives is not it's not a heavy thing. It's not like God's coming to fix it all. You know, divine order is God's invitation to come into a greater flow of His grace, a greater flow of His power and His goodness. When we come into divine order, all that means is we actually uh, we're being brought into the revelation of who we really are. Uh, which I think was really brought out then with the second word, you know, that talk, that thought about divine order is actually coming into alignment to who you truly are. Because uh, until you, until you, by the Spirit of God, get awakened to the beauty of Jesus, you, you never will really know who you are, you know. Um, I, I, I want to speak this morning, I want to really touch on something that is... Um, is you know practical thing. It's 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 a it's a dimension of prayer, but it's actually something that um, uh, my entry into the kingdom. I got born again into the kingdom, came into the revelation that God loved me uh, when I was 17 years old, and in many ways at that time, unbeknownst to me, um, my mother and my grandmother uh, were wonderful, powerful consistent intercessors who really prayed uh, myself and my other brothers and sisters into the kingdom. And, um, you know, irrespective of, um, you know, where I was in life, because I was a pretty wild teenager, um, the consistency of my mother's intercession never waned. Uh, and, um, and uh, again, I, I never realized that many years later, uh, uh, maybe 10, 15 years later, um, I was, I was in a, uh, there were some wonderful things going on in my life and I was just thanking God. I was just, I was, I was just in the car. I remember I was driving and I was thanking God saying, God, I just can't, I, I just can't believe your good, like just the level of your goodness upon my life, upon my family. I had some young children at that time. And as I was thanking the Lord, I felt the Lord say to me, say to me, don't just thank me thank your mother and your and my grandmother had passed on thank your mother 
And uh, I, I called my mother um, in the car and said to her, look, I'm just praying and the Lord, I just felt like the Lord put on my heart to call you. And she said, oh, okay. And I just said to her, mum, I, I just want to say thank you. I, I still feel the weight of your prayers that you seated in heaven for me, even today, you know. And there's just something about that. There's something about um, uh, prayer that is powerful or can be powerful. But I think that, I think that sometimes the challenge for us as believers, uh, now listen, if, you, if you're here this morning and you uh, as yet have not really come into uh, what many of us uh, have, which is an understanding that you're loved by God, that Jesus uh, paid the price, as it were, to open the door so that you might have eternal life. If, if you're here this morning, then just welcome. And, uh, you know, there's, I'm just going to, at the end of the message, uh, I'm just going to give an opportunity for you to respond to that if you feel stirred to. But I want to speak really this morning into the lives of, of, of the greater church here and really talk about this, this thought of, um, I, I call it effective prayers, all right? If, I, I think if we're going to commit ourselves in a, in a, in a spiritual discipline sense to do anything, we, we should at least commit that it should be effective, right? There is, God is so good, God is so good that we can um, walk out of alignment with many principles in his word and yet we still operate in a dimension of blessing due to his mercy, right? So, so sometimes what happens is I come across believers that are probably not really walking into alignment with you know, what we would say is the principles of his word, not, not, not in a real sense. And yet they say to me, well, Dave, um, I don't need all that because God's still blessing me, yeah. right? And, and, and I just say to you that God is still blessing them because of mercy, because he's just good. Like he's good. There are many things. I mean, there are most things that we don't deserve the goodness of God, but we, we, we receive it from mercy. Now, mercy's great, but there's something better than mercy, which is to walk in the grace of God. The grace of God is the supernatural empowerment. The grace of God is the supernatural empowerment. The, the, we, we enter into the grace of God, not through works, but through alignment to the principles of his word. Right, right? That, that's when you walk beyond just beyond the goodness of God and you walk in an empowered state, which, which we want to be... Uh, um, as believers, as it were, out walking, out working our salvation, right, in an empowered dimension, not just banking on the mercy of God. I thank God for his mercy that it's new every morning. I really do. I thank God that, you know, if, if my life was a report card every day, that would be a real tragic way to live. <laughs> I love that God doesn't judge me on the basis of my performance, but on the perfection of Christ. I love that. I, it's, 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 it's like, it's, it's precious, it's, it's beautiful, but it's not an excuse to then become loose or, or remain naive with regards to the principles of God's word and the principles of the way that the kingdom works. The kingdom has order, right? Now, now it's interesting because some people have this prejudice that they think that the spirit world is just this kind of ethereal worship service that's just random and you know it's just angels and everybody does whatever they want and it's just glory dust all the way 
But I've got to tell you, whenever, if you think about it, whenever Ezekiel looked into the spirit world or Isaiah looked into the spirit world or the Apostle John in Revelation looked into the spirit world, what you see is order. Now, now, now it's a spiritual order, so it's greater than a natural order. But actually, the spirit world is highly configured. It's dynamic because the, it's pulsated and it's alive by the, by the emanation of the eternal God, the almighty God. So, you know, it's, so it's dynamic order, right? It's not rules and regulations, but there's order to it. And I think sometimes what happens as Christians is we get loose, fast and loose in these sort of areas of prayer or whatever. Even with church, we get loose with it because we just go, oh, well, you know, yeah, but, you know, it's just, it's, it's just I, I love Jesus and that's enough. Well, loving Jesus is enough absolutely as far as eternal salvation, as far as, you know, coming into relationship with Christ. But to live a victorious life, uh, as in a victorious ambassadorship in the earth, will take more than just Jesus loves me. It actually, it means I actually come into the order of that love and I operate in the principles of the word of God so that the kingdom can be advanced through my life. So if we're, you know, part of that and all believers know, well, you know, what are some of the foundations of uh, believing stewardship? Prayer, you know, reading the word, absorbing the word. Uh, uh, you know, living, living your ambassadorship. These are foundations. So if these foundations, you, you, you want to make sure if you're going to pray, you might as well pray prayers that are effective. Not all prayers are effective. James says that, that there is a prayer that you can pray that is totally invalid because it comes out of your own inclinations and your own flesh. He says you, you, you pray for what you want, but it comes out of your own carnality and God's not going to answer that prayer, not even in his mercy. They're just, they're just, they're dead prayers. If you want to say it a bit more brutally, they're illegal prayers in the kingdom. All right, they're illegal. Now the good news, before I get everybody depressed, is that in, in, in um, 1 John 5, 14, this is what John says. He says, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God. He says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That, that's, that's, that's amazing, right? So John says, hey, there, there's, Jane says, there's a prayer, there's prayers that are just ineffective. They're dead prayers. You might as well have just saved your breath. But then John says, actually, there's some prayers that you can have ultimate confidence that God is going to hear that prayer and answer that prayer. And, John's, and John says, the context of that is that we pray according to his will. Any prayer that you pray according to God's will is a yes and amen. Like it's a yes. So if, if we're going to pray, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but if we're going to pray, I, I don't want to pray these prayers. I prayed these prayers a long time uh, and, and just got discouraged and depressed. And, you know, I, I want to pray these prayers. I want to pray effective prayers, right? If you're going to pray over your life, you're going to pray over your family or over your, 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 your career or over your business or over your city or over your church. I mean, what, which sort of prayers do you want to pray? <laughs> I want to pray the prayers that God answers, right? I want to pray the prayers that God answers. And the prayers that God answers are the prayers that are prayed according to his will. Now, um, one of the things that I find, excuse me, how do we know then um, 
How can we be sure of the will of God? How can we, how can we be sure? Well, the confidence, there's a, the, the confidence that is, there's a confidence that is about the will of God that is greater than prophecy. Do you know that? The Bible actually says that there's a dimension and it's called a, uh, it's called a more sure word than prophecy. Prophecy's good and prophecy brings insight, but there is for the believer an even greater assurance to know that you're in the will of God because a prophet can get it wrong. As a matter of fact, many times people that have told me what they think prophetically, um, you know, it's got nothing to do with God. Uh, it, you know, but the sh more sure word of prophecy is actually the word of God. So, so, okay, so if the word of God is the more sure word of prophecy, in other words, the word of God is the will of God, wouldn't it make sense if I want to have confidence in my prayers that at least some dimension of my prayer life would be praying God's word? Right, right? There's actually an ancient practice in the church. It's called Lectio Divino, which is this. Uh, the ancient church, the early church, had a practice called Lectio Divino, where they would literally pray the Word of God. Pray the Word of God. There's, um, there's uh, 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 an order of monks in the, in the mid-ages, uh, I, I think it's the Benedictine monks, that in the monasteries, when they built the monasteries, they would build... Uh, a particular room that was a large upper room, like a big room. Um, and, and if you were to see it, it, it'd look like an empty banquet hall. But actually what that room was for, their commitment at this particular order of monks was that they prayed the Psalms, like all the Psalms through every week, like for, the, for all their life. So at the start of the week on Monday, they'd start with Psalm 1. And they would pray all the way 140, whatever Psalms there are. By the time they got to Sunday, it was done. Now, now what they would do is, so they didn't fall asleep, by the way, because that's hours of prayer every day. Um, they would go up to this upper room and they would, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, they would form like a conga line. They would literally form a circle and, and they'd all have the Psalm, Book of Psalms in front of them and they'd walk. They'd walk around. They'd, they'd walk around the room, all of them in all, like in unison, praying the psalms together, praying, declaring the psalms over the earth. Right? Like powerful. Just, I'm not telling you to do that. By, by the way, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to say to you that I want to give you a tool of prayer, of effective prayer, uh, so that when we engage in it, because you know what, prayer is really important, and, and it's something that you need to wrestle through, and it, and it's not just for the pastors. Right, it's not just for the pastors. I mean, you know, I've got four children. I've got now three grandchildren. I mean, you know, I I take my my prayer for them seriously. I, I just I have a commitment every day. I pray for my wife. I pray for my children. I pray for my grandchildren. I pray for those connected to my world. I pray for my business clients. I pray for the church. There's just a consistency, but I pray the will of God. And over the last number of years, um, I want to give you this tool, and it's called a prayer ladder, a prayer ladder, right? And um, where, it, where I got inspired about it, in John 1, 51, in the New Living Translation, here's what it says. This is Jesus. He says, uh, this is after he's met with, um, he's had this moment with Nathaniel, and uh, he says, uh, then he said, I tell you the truth, you will all see heaven, oh, this is Jesus speaking, you will all see heaven open 
and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Jesus, uh, you know, the access to the eternal realm is through Jesus Christ, right? As through the, pre- in other words, what he's saying there is the, that heaven is now open in a new covenant. Heaven is perpetually open for the believer and Jesus is the ladder that we ascend and descend upon. Not my good works. God doesn't hear my prayer based on my good works, based on my, the hours that I put in or based on how loud I speak or if I pray in old King James or, you know, none of those things are the subject of God hearing my prayers. The, 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 the context of God hearing my prayers is if I am united with Christ. Is Christ in you? Are you in Christ? Is Christ in you? That is the ladder now that we have open heaven access, right? And so prayer ladders for me, what happens is out of, you know, my devotional time, out of worship and all the rest, what will happen is that God will um, illuminate a particular passage or a particular prayer in scripture that will become pertinent for the season that I'm in. Let me give you an example of that. Um, For a couple of years, the prayer ladder that I used in prayer was Genesis 12, verse 1 to 3. And so here's what it says. It says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Now, now let, me just, uh, let me just be pastoral here for a moment. If you're going to pray scriptures that are from the Old Testament, right, you must pray them from the context of this side of the cross, all right, like so, so the prayers are relevant, the scriptures are relevant, but you have to see them through the cross, right? You don't, that's why you, you know, I think that a lot of the time the church, even, even the corporate church, gets herself in trouble because sometimes what we do is we import Old Testament scriptures, but we don't filter them through the, the new creation of the cross. And then we just think, well, because we're praying scripture, then we're praying them right. But, but, but you've, everything has to be filtered through the, the open door of the cross, right? Like this side of the cross. So this prayer filtered through the, the, the cross for me, I would pray this prayer. So this would be, this, I'll, I'll show you, I'll give you a practical example of how I would pray this prayer. And I, I, I would say to you, I prayed this prayer every day for a couple of years um, over, and you'll see over not only my own life, over my children, over my family, over the business people connected to my life, over the pastors connected to my world, over all that. So I would, I would begin this prayer and I would say, Father, I thank you. You declared, get out of your country. Lord, I thank you that you invite us into great adventure today. Like get out of our country, out of the familiarities, out of the, out of the limitations of my own life, out of the limitations of my own thinking. God, this morning I'm getting out of our country. Lord, I pray for, Lord, the enlargement of mindsets around the people connected to my world. I declare we're getting out from our, from our country, from our family and from our father's house, from the familiarity of our own limitations. Lord, we're coming into the spirit realm. We're, we're dreaming your dreams. We're living your life. Father, I thank you. It says, 
says here, it says, um, to a land that I will show you, I thank you for vision, I thank you for wisdom, I thank you for divine direction upon my brothers and sisters, upon my life. You're showing us land. You're showing us the land in people's hearts. You're showing us those that are around us that don't know you yet. You're showing us those who have the land of salvation calling them. Father, I thank you, you're directing us to them today. And you promise, Lord, that you will make us a great nation. I thank you, Lord, that God, you're expanding our borders. You're expanding our business. You're expanding our family life. You're expanding our relationships. Do you hear where I'm going here? Right? This is a prayer ladder. You're expanding us, Lord. And you said, I will make you, uh, I will bless you and I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Father, I thank you that the blessing, not only upon my life, but my children, upon those connected to me. Father, this blessing is something we can't contain. Well, you're blessing us in our bodies. You're blessing us in our finances. You're blessing us in our relationships. Can you feel this ladder? Like we're, we're going up this ladder, right? It says, uh, you know, and then it says, and you shall be a blessing. And then you, Lord, I thank you. You said, I will bless those who bless you. I declare everyone that is in connection to my life that, is, that comes in a blessing, I declare they will get a double blessing. They get a double portion of what's going on. Now, everyone's getting nervous because I'm getting to this other bit. And I will curse those who curse you. Now, we've got to filter that through the cross. Father, everyone that comes to try and limit your goodness in my life, you're going to limit their effectiveness to do that. Everyone that comes to try and limit, you know, my children, everyone that comes to try and limit your church, comes against your church. Father, you're going to limit them in their ability to do that. So we just dealt with the cursing bit, right? <laughs> and in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Father, I thank you for your great testimony that's going to go out beyond us, going to touch our, our region, it's going to touch our schools, going to touch our government, it's going to touch our nation. Father, I thank you. Right? So think about that every day. But as a revelation, I'm not telling you to pray that prayer. What I'm saying is that, that it's this principle of a prayer ladder, right? This, this prayer ladder. And... I can have, according to John, 1 John, I can have great confidence that those prayers are answered. And, and you know, by the testimony of God, all of a sudden, one of the, the big testimonies is not only was my, absolutely my family went into great blessing around that. Those that were connected to me through church, those that were connected through my, um, my coaching business, all of a sudden, like miracles started breaking forward. I mean, I'm, uh, my background is that I come from a revival church context, so I'm not unfamiliar with miracles. Uh, I've seen many miracles in the church, but uh, what surprised me at that time was the acceleration of the miracles of the people around me. And it, it, it was like, uh, you know, I would see some significant miracles and have testimony of that, not only in my own life, but in the lives of those around me. And there'd be a, you know, a significant miracle uh, maybe every couple of months and you know it was great we'd praise God and then all of a sudden every month then every fortnight and then it started happening every week and I thought this is this is nuts I think this prayer's working you know which is great like you just there's a confidence right because it's not just about you know I don't think it works I like I just think in the kingdom we need to be practical right that that it's not just about well these are the great concepts it's like well yeah but what actually works you, you, you know, what's the, is there the manifestation of the goodness of God in your life around that? The, at the start of this year, I felt like the Lord 
um, spoke to me and said, I'm going to give you a new ladder, a new prayer ladder uh, to, to pray into your family, pray into uh, those around you. And um, the prayer ladder came out of Matthew chapter 6, and it's the Lord's Prayer, right? It's the Lord's Prayer, and, um, or the prayer of the Lord's Prayer. It's the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. I mean, do you ever wonder why the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray? I mean, they were, all of them were good Jewish boys, right? Good Jewish boys. It's not like they had not grown up in the family or in the synagogue uh, knowing how to pray. They, they knew how to pray. I mean, gee, Jewish boys, by the time they're five, they can recite the first four books of the Bible. Did you know that? Like, like they, they know how to pray. They know the word of God, they know how to pray. So what was it? Why would they ask Jesus to teach them how to pray? There must have been something as they're walking with Jesus, as they're watching him as they're hearing him there must have been something about the way Jesus prayed that was that they recognized was different they recognized that somehow we don't know that we, we know how to pray but we don't know how to pray you know what I mean like have you ever you ever been around people where you think you think you got a prayer life and then you hear someone pray and you think I don't think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> that person's got like a hotline, I think, to, you know, between, between them and Jesus. You know, you get around a, an anointed intercessor and you just think, oh man, I got to start again. I'm in kindergarten. You know, these people know how to pray. Uh, uh, we got some beautiful African uh, families in our church at Hope UC. And um, man, uh, it's almost like Africans are anointed to pray. You know, it's a bit like the, the South Koreans, you know, Africans and the Koreans, uh, 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 most of those cultures, they, somehow they just, they just know how to pray. I, I'm trying to pray like, like a Nigerian or a, or a Singaporean or a Malaysian now these days. I try, even try and do the accent, you know, I think maybe that might help. <laughs> that might help. I mean, they're powerful prayer people. Um, but this, this prayer, this, this prayer ladder for me is, um, is so wonderful. I, 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 I want to give, I want to give, you know, just take a couple of minutes and just unpack it a little bit. Um, just so then, uh, you know, if, if this resonates with you, if this resonates with you and, and, and out of that, you know, there's some powerful prayers in the Bible. I mean, gee, uh, Daniel's prayer, uh, uh, Nehemiah's prayer, uh, Paul's prayer in Ephesians. Oh man, they're, they're just, the New, the New Testament, the, the epistles are, uh, I mean, they're powerful, powerful prayers. Lots of prayers there that you can pray. Uh, lots of prayers in the book of Acts you can pray. Uh, I'm not saying, by the way, that this should be the only way you pray. Because uh, I think there's different. There's, there's this, this prayer, which I call prayer ladder. There's intimate prayer. Intimate prayer is just loving on Jesus, just, just, just enjoying him, letting him enjoy you and just losing yourself in his goodness, in his beauty. There's, there's declaration prayers, you know, where you literally, that's your warfare. You just, you know, you're just declaring powerfully the kingdom of God coming, uh, you know, over certain situations. There are, there's, there's just communion prayers where you're literally just having a, a dialogue with God. You're, you're downloading, you're hearing from heaven and you're you know however you record that you journal it sometimes I, I audio record those prayers those moments and uh, I'll pray and then as I hear Jesus responding to me I'll verbalize it so I can hear it on the uh, on the recording you know and then I'll listen to it later and just I mean so there's just you know I, I'm just trying to say there's a smorgasbord for you um, and and I think that for us one of the things I'd say about believers is just to go, the area of prayer 
uh, needs to be something. It doesn't matter where you are today in this space. We can all take one step forward. Or, or we can all, as it were, move forward in this space. That's the thing I want to encourage you today. You might go, well, Dave, I don't pray. Well, that's great because you can take a step forward in that today. You know, you can, you can begin in that space. I think sometimes in the early days when I got really stuck, I want to help you here. If prayer is something that you struggle with, uh, it was actually something that um, uh, I learned from Billy Graham. And Billy Graham said that in the early days when he would get... Um, a little stuck. I mean, think about Billy Graham getting stuck in prayer. But in the early days, as he was just growing in his faith, he said what he used to do was when he'd ever get stuck, he'd open the book of Psalms and he'd read three Psalms. And he said just that would kind of kickstart him. He'd just start then just, you know, the Psalms would just explode inside of him and all the rest. So um, that might be a tool. But this thought of, okay, the Lord's Prayer. So Matthew 6, uh, verse 9 to 13 says, uh, Jesus says to them, then this is how you should pray. So hear the prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we, uh, we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. It's a powerful prayer, right? Beautiful prayer. Again, you, even though this prayer is in the Gospels, it's pre-cross. So you've got, to, you've got to filter the prayer through the cross. It doesn't, mean, doesn't make the prayer irrelevant. It just means you've got to see it out of the new creation reality, right? The new creation reality, which, which is appropriate here. And so um, if I was going to uh, use this as a prayer letter, I, I, would, I, would, I would use it in this way. I would, I would start with our Father in heaven. And I, for me, that speaks about, it speaks about Father. It speaks about the perspective of spirit dimensions. You know, it's our Father in heaven, not our Father on earth right? And it's not our, our sugar daddy in heaven. It's our father. He's, he's a good father. He's, he, you know, he, he's, uh, that makes me a son. It, it speaks to perspective. I thank you, God, that this morning as I wake up, you, Lord, uh, you are my father. I thank you that, that I'm, my prayers don't begin on the earth and land in heaven. They begin in heaven where you are, where I am seated with you because you're my father in heaven. I, I come and I stand in heavenly realms with you this morning. My Father, our Father, I thank you. It's not just me praying, God, you've placed me in family, in the family of faith, in the body of Christ, right? Like, you understand, this is the, this is the trigger here. I, I bring, I bring uh, my family into this space. I thank you, God, that you're their Father. I thank you that we are, Lord, a part of your body. I thank you that this is the perspective of heaven. And then it says, hallowed be your name. And it'd be like, God, I thank you that I carry your name, that name above every other name. It's hallowed, it's honoured, it's not, Lord, I, irrespective that people use it as a curse word, Lord, we hallow your name today. I declare honour to your name. Father, your name sits upon the life of my wife and my children, sits upon my businesses today, sits upon my finances today, sits upon my career today. Like, I thank you, God, your name is honoured upon my life. Your kingdom come. Father, I thank you. This is the mission today. Whether I'm a school teacher, whether I'm a preacher, whether I'm a business person or a student, I thank you that, Lord, I'm on mission. Your will be done. Not my will, not, not what I think. God, I don't, I'm not asking you to do what I want you to do. Father, I submit like Jesus in the garden. I say, not my will, but your will. It's a powerful prayer, right? 
your will be done. We keep going. On earth as it is in heaven. Father, I thank you that your will has consequence on the earth. I thank you that the ministry through my life is actually going to affect relationships on the earth. It's going to affect my finances on the earth. It's going to affect my effectiveness in preaching and in being a witness in the earth. On, On the earth as it is in heaven. Right? Then it says, give us this day our daily bread. Father, I thank you for natural bread. I thank you for your provision. God, bread, like just, I thank you, Lord. I'm, I, I'm, I'm in your hands, Lord. You are the provider of daily bread, natural bread and spiritual bread. I thank you. I eat of your provision today in both the natural realms, Lord, the practicalities of our world, the practicalities of our life. I thank you for prosperity. I thank you for favor. But I also thank you for supernatural bread, the bread of your word that I eat from, that sustains me, that is true life, the true manna from heaven. God, give us this day our daily bread. Lord, let daily bread fall on the, the minds of my children. Let them fall on the minds on the mind of my spouse. Let it fall on the minds of my brothers and sisters in Christ. Give us this day our daily bread. Then it says, and forgive us our debts. Lord, I thank you that I, I live forgiven. <laughs> like, like I, it's interesting because you know, one, John, is it one or two John says, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, it says the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin, right? The, the, when, when it uses that thing about the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin, in the original language, it actually says this, the blood of Jesus, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, the blood of Jesus continues to cleanse us from all sin because we walk in the light, not because we don't sin, Right? It's not an excuse to sin, but, but I live forgiven not because I ask it. <laughs> I live forgiven because I live under the banner of the perfect life of Christ. Right? My forgiveness is not based on my performance or non-performance as a new believer. It's based on the perfect life of Christ. So that says the blood of Jesus continually cleanses us from all sins. So if I'm going to read this, I'm going to say, Father, I thank you that my sins are forgiven. I thank you that, Lord, the sins of my, I pray, my sins of my children, that, you know, I thank you, Lord, that we live, Lord, forgiven and free and empowered to live righteous lives. I thank you that our sins are forgiven. And I thank you, and here's the interesting one, it says, and it says, um, and, and as we forgive those who, who sin against us, Father, I thank you, I live free from offence today. I declare that over my offense isn't going to touch my children, not going to touch my friends. It's not going to, Lord, I thank you. Those that would sin against us, Lord, they're forgiven. Uh, Lord, we hand them to you, hand them to your mercy, hand them to your grace. What a beautiful prayer ladder, right? Then it says, um, and it says, uh, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Father, I thank you. I know we live on a fallen world. I know we live in a fallen world. Lord, I walk with humility. I walk this morning with a great dependence on the Holy Spirit. I'm not, I'm not resisting the devil in my own strength. I'm not trying to, you know, push back anything in my own dimension. I thank you, God, that you continue to deliver us from evil. I just, in Jesus' name, I, every bad business deal, I declare it is shut down. I declare that door is closed. I don't enter into that in Jesus' name. Every scheme, every tactic of the enemy against my children, against my friends, against our church, in Jesus' name, I declare it is null and void. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. What a powerful prayer letter. 
I, 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 you know, in Sunday morning, I thought, you know, let's, let me give you something that is practical, um, hopefully empowering to you uh, in this space. Is this, is this helpful, by the way? Right? Uh, do you want to pray? <laughs> like, oh man, this is like, oh man, let's, yeah, let's do this. You know, let's get this done. You, I, you need to figure this out. You, you need to work how this is going to work for you. I'm trying to explain a model that's working for me, but the principle is the powerful thing here, right? I, I want to, I, I know each and every one of us here that pray, we want to pray effective prayers. We don't want to pray prayers that just hit the earth, you know, and never touch the glory, never touch heaven. We, we want to pray effective prayers. And I, 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 I just, I suppose I, I want to encourage you. It's a great day to pay, pray effective prayers. It's a great day. to you, Don't pray prayers that regurgitate the calamity that you hear on the news. Don't, don't pray prayers that just regurgitate the foolishness that you read on social media. Don't, don't pray prayers that come simply out of anxious spaces. Anything that, anything that, that, that takes faith from you is not the Spirit of God. Any, any, look, any teaching, even if it's perpetuated through some ministry that takes faith out of you and pushes you into anxiety and uh, pressure, uh, you know, God bless them, but don't consume that. Don't pray that back to God. Don't waste your breath in that. You're better off just don't say anything. Sit in silence and contemplate. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just think, I mean, God is so gracious, but I, I, I think about the angels from time to time going, did, did they really just say that? Like, like, you know, God's just the good father. He's like, I love my children, you know. But I reckon some angels go, did, did you hear what Barry prayed this? I can't believe. What's going on? Somebody better smack him upside the head. You know, like, no, and, and no, no, I'm, not, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I just thank God for his graciousness. I think that he's, he's long-suffering with us, you know, um, as we work this out. But, you know, our, our prayers have a consequence, a beautiful consequence, beautiful results in the lives. I mean, I'm passionate about my, my, my wife and my children and my grandchildren coming into the fullness of their callings. Remember, like I said to you at the start, I am, I, I understand that I was given the, a tailwind head start in the spirit because of the prayers of my grandmother and my mother. Like there's a divine advantage when someone in your world is praying effective prayers. You could be, I'm sure you are, a divine advantage for those around you. What a powerful place to be. You are the divine advantage. You, you, you're the, you know, you're the, the, the cheerleader in the spirit with powerful prayers that just clear the ways. There are battles that I never had to fight because my mother fought them but they were earmarked for me, but she just took it. I mean, what a powerful responsibility. Like, it's, not a, it's not a burden, it's an invitation, right? What a great invitation to say, man, that is what it means to be blessed, to be a blessing. Would you stand with me as we just kind of close this? I want to do two things. I, I want us just to seal this. I, I, I just want to invite us to pray this prayer together, the Lord's Prayer. And um, if, if the team, I don't know if we can, you can, pull that up on the screen in a moment, which is um, uh, Matthew 6, verse 9 to 13, if you put it in the New King James, if you have it. But before we do that, I, 
I want to say to you, I want to ask you, because I, of course I, I've been here several times, but I don't know everybody here. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, like you don't, you, you go, Dave, this is all well and good. I, I, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not quite sure that I've, I've even taken that first step to, you know, kind of receive the love of God, to, to, to receive His, His, His goodness, His love, His forgiveness, and His mercy. Well, you can, you can, you can do that this morning, and it really begins with a prayer. It just begins with a, a prayer that just says, "God, I, I don't know everything, but I know this. I know I need You. I know I need somehow. I, I need You in my life. I." Uh, the Bible says if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you confess with your mouth, you will be saved. You'll, you'll come into a dynamic relationship. Jesus Christ made a way for everyone. No matter uh, where you've been, where you've come from, what, you know, what state you're in this morning, Jesus went to the cross, paid the price for, for our sins, just, just took all, all, all the stuff. He took it all on Himself, not for Himself, but for us so that the door could be opened, that there would be an unhindered relationship between you and the living God, the Father, who is a good Father to your soul. It, you know, this morning, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, you say, Dave, I, in my heart of hearts, I, I, I can't tell you that I'm walking with God, that I'm in this living dynamic relationship, then I want to give you an opportunity. Would you just close your eyes? Because I want to ask you, like I, I don't, I'm not really concerned with the person next to you, I'm asking you, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you given your life to Him? Have you said, God, I'm, I'm, I, I, I want to come into this living dynamic relationship with you. I, I want to take the first step, <laughs> which is to say, Jesus, I need you. If you're here this morning, you say, you know what, Dave, I, I need to do that. Would you just raise your hand so I know who I'm going to pray for? I'm not going to ask you to come out the front, but I'm just going to, we're going to pray a prayer together, which is just this prayer, which just says, Jesus, I need you. That's the prayer. If you need to pray that prayer, if you need to settle this, don't, don't, don't wait to say, oh, well, I, when I'll get things sorted. You won't, because <laughs> it's not about that. Jesus doesn't need you to get things sorted. He already sorted it. <laughs> he just wants to love on you. So if you need the love of God in your life, in your heart, would you just raise your hand and I'll see it and you can put it down. We're going to pray a prayer. Asking God, oh, Jesus, we love you. We love you. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay. All right. I didn't see any hands. That's okay. It just means, um, you know, there's an opportunity to bring friends and to continue to just pray powerful prayers and bring a beautiful invitation for people to come under the sound of the gospel. Amen. Let's pray this prayer, uh, Matthew 6, verse 9 to 13. And let's do it like, you know, if many of you, if some of you come from traditional church backgrounds, in many traditional churches, they would pray this prayer, you know, uh, in the service. But the tragedy of that, of course, that it can just be, just be a rote prayer. Uh, Matthew 6, verse 9 to 13. So it says this, come on, let's pray it. It says, uh, uh, I think there's a different version. I'll, I'm going I'm to look like here, so otherwise we're going to do it together. Ready? So here we go. This is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, may your name be honoured. May your kingdom come. May what you want to happen be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins just as we also have forgiven those who sin against us. Keep us from sinning where we're tempted and save us from the evil one. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.